Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast series, the Space Faculty Podcast. I'm Jillian and with me is my co-host Brennan and together we're here to bring you insights about the Asian deep tech and space industry. Our goal is simple, to connect the world to the sometimes complex but always fascinating world of deep tech and space so that more people can be a part of the global space movement. Over the next few weeks, we're going to do a deep dive on the International Space Challenge hosted by Space Faculty. What exactly is the International Space Challenge? It is one of the few platforms in the world that connects young minds with industry experts to build their interest in space technology. Starting all the way back in 2007, the International Space Challenge brings young, curious thinkers together to find solutions for important space issues like using satellite technology for disaster management, tackling the growing problem of space debris, and building rovers for space. Today, we're going to bust some common myths about the International Space Challenge, and in fact, some common myths about the space industry. With that, let me welcome our guests for today, Marianne and Gabriel from Team Malantala, ex-participants of the International Space Challenge. Hello everyone who's watching. My name is Marianne Ong. I'm from Manila, Philippines, currently an undergraduate student of aerospace engineering, and I'm 21 years old. <laughs> Hello guys, my name is Gabriel Deliva, and I'm also from the Philippines, and I'm also an undergraduate uh, student of uh, aerospace engineering. What, what we're trying to do here is to kind of make the space industry accessible to kind of everyone who's interested to join. And I think one of the things that often hold a lot of the students back or a lot of the participants back is the myths surrounding the, the space industry, right? So you, you, we hear a lot of things about the space industry, but we don't really, and, and I think that sometimes can be a bit intimidating. Um, so I think maybe from you guys, from your perspective, is what were some of the myths that you heard about the space industry before actually becoming aerospace students? For me, um, like, why do we need to study far above the Earth? Why just why don't we focus here? Like, those are the myths. Like, why don't we focus on the problems we have here on Earth rather than the space? <laughs> that's what that's what I always get. We do hear that very yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think it's maybe maybe that's like a very Southeast Asian perspective as well. I think um, the fact that it's the, the pragmatism of the Southeast Asians, or I think a lot of uh, Asia as well, is that um, the space industry is a bit uh, out there, right? When you should be focusing your interest down here. It's like yes. maybe moving money out of, you know, solving all these problems on Earth and moving it to the space yeah. industry. Yeah. But I mean, is it really not connected at the end of the day? Yeah, but so as, as someone who took part in the International Space Challenge, I guess mm -hmm. you, you would think otherwise. <laughs> yeah, space is not just for having like that, like just to um, focus on what's here. For me, space is having all the answers for the unending questions of existence. And Actually, we are part of the universe. We are the universe. If you know that humans are made of stardust, because it's real. The atoms in our body are traceable to stars. Stars that will explode and make a planet and even life. So uh, we are connected to space in reality. So that's for me. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Stardust to stardust. Stardust to stardust. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and... Um... 
I think for me, what space really about is curiosity and exploration, you know, because ever since like the dawn of time, I'm sure we all know that as humans, we've always kind of looked, looked up and looked, looked at the sparkling lights in the sky. So that's, that's, that's what I think. And also exploration has always been a part of our nature, you know, um, throughout time, civilizations always seek to go to further lands, discover new, new plants, new animals. And while the earth, our planet is huge and there are a lot of parts which we haven't explored yet, I feel like space is that thing which it's, in, it's virtually infinite, right? It's limitless. So that's where we can pour our infinite curiosity and in. it's something that we won't run out of explorations for. So that's what I think space is really about, exploration and curiosity. Yeah, I think that's something that we always say about space is that it has a way of like naturally inciting interest and excitement in people of all ages. Whether or not you are really like super excited about it or like you are like really actively pursuing a career in space, there's just something about it that, that everyone is excited about. I mean, you could be, some people end up channeling that into astrology. It, it does, it has <laughs> that mystique that draw to it. You yeah. know, that inquisitive, like that inquisitive nature as a kid. You always have these big dreams of space and all, and exploration especially. Like you mentioned, it is in the human DNA. Yeah. Emotions across the stars. Yeah. I think sci-fi, sci-fi, like the whole sci-fi genre, right? The whole sci-fi genre is <laughs> For some reason, everyone likes sci-fi, or like most people do, uh, from what I know. Um, but then that also comes around like it's like, do you have to be a nerd? <laughs> is, it, is it too nerdy? Is it too geeky to to like sci-fi? And is that like what you require to kind of? I mean, we live in a mainstream, like a world now where nerd culture gaming <laughs> is becoming mainstream. Look at the rise of streamers of our uh, social media. Yeah. But I'll leave it at that. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah. But we're here to talk about space. Yeah. So, so do, do you guys consider yourself nerds or like geeks? Because yeah. oh. <laughs> I Honestly, know a lot yes. of people do, right? Yeah, I think we're nerds. <laughs> yeah. I think we're pretty huge. Um, we're pretty huge geeks and nerds. Geeks and nerds. Yeah. We can talk about this all night. <laughs> Yeah. It's okay, space has got a place for all of us. Space, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, they, a lot of people do say like space is a field for nerds and geeks, mm -hmm. which is not wrong. I, I, uh, I think, I think in some, ex I think that is very true. I what? think everyone who ends up in the space industry is becomes a nerd or a geek. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you end up becoming a nerd or a geek, but it doesn't mean you have to start as a nerd yeah. or a geek. <laughs> I feel like that kind of grows. It's a process. <laughs> it's a process. It's the acceptance. Once you get in and you realize how much more fun it is on this side. Right. I think it's just, yeah. You, I think there's a way of just compelling people to just learn more about it. I think Gabriel said a very good thing that is, it's all about curiosity and exploration. And I think that, that curiosity and exploration just somehow get imbued in the person once you join the industry yeah. and these aren't like nerd or geek quality exclusively curiosity exploration is in our dna you don't have yeah. to be nerd or a geek perhaps you, like you would better, but maybe we look at some other skills instead yeah like, that's yeah. true 
Yeah, that's true, sir. For me, so just for nerd and Gika, don't <laughs> don't like don't focus it. For me, it's for anyone who is open to see what's not just in front of them. Because as of now, people just see, okay, this is um what's in front of me. That's what I'm gonna focus. But if you're willing to imagine everything above the sky, yeah, you're uh welcome to see shades. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nowadays, a lot of movies try to incorporate a little bit of, like, space into it. I feel like space movies are yeah. now. Oh, yeah, the entertainment industry, definitely. Yeah, they, they really, they're really just kind of, like, embracing the whole space uh, theme into a lot of things. I mean, even the, should, should I say it before I spoiler <laughs> warning? Like, even the most, the, the latest, like, Doctor Strange movie <laughs> who discusses things like the multiverse and... Spoiler warning before we carry on. Oh, well, it's not a spoiler if it's in the well, title. Well, it's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the, the title. title. You're right. <laughs> it's in the title. I'm not saying anything else, but you know, like yeah. the multiverse or like the the traveling through time, space, and time yeah. is very much a, a topic that has been discussed, I think, in the industry for a lot of years. Maybe, yes, it's a bit like science fiction, science, science fact. Fiction. Where do we draw the line? Where are the intersections? What was science fiction like 20 to 30 years ago, but has been proven to be fact nowadays? I mean, we have lightsabers. But then, <laughs> I think when we think about nerds and geeks, we think like science, you have to be very strong in science, you have to be very strong in math, and you have to be very strong in engineering. Um, do you guys think that's the case still, or for, for at least for what you guys are doing in terms of uh, your background, your education, as well as the space challenge? I feel like um, for me, I think that will always be, there's always, a, there, there always has to be a smidge of math or science, whatever, whatever specific field you go into in space. But I feel like nowadays, that's not the only thing that you focus on when you look at space, because there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of people who don't really have space backgrounds, don't even have uh, uh, STEM backgrounds or engineering backgrounds, but they're getting to space. I mean, look at Amazon. Who would have thought that a e-commerce platform would one day venture into space, right? But yeah, I feel like while it is a part of it, I feel like everyone, everyone's knowledge can somehow be incorporated into space. And I feel like the one, one thing which is really important is... Um, you know, teamwork, I believe, teamwork and the, because like I said, there are a lot of different fields. When you're, when you're doing a mission, it's not just one specific thing you have to do, right? Each person has a thing they focus on, like this person focuses on materials, this person focuses on propulsion. So of course you, you have to work together. While it's separate, it still works together. So yeah, teamwork is very important when you're in the space industry. Sure. What about you, Ms. Uh, Marian Ong? Yeah, I agree with what you said, that it doesn't have to be all math and science. It's a great privilege if you know all these things, but for, for um, example, like financially, if you're in good with accounting and all of that stuff, it will be a huge help in space. Even art. I love art. And <laughs> no, they, when they design something in space... Yeah, I think... Um... One of the the NASA patch designer, the NASA the, the, the guy who designed the patches for their various missions, he's not an engineer. <laughs> also like on teamwork, 
how was your team made up? I think I think uh, I think uh, I think Marian has a has something to share about that. About the financial, actually, I wasn't a STEM student before since junior high to high school. For four years, I've been studying accounting and business management. <laughs> hey, amen to you. So, when we when I saw like there's a need to, for making the financial report, so I got you guys. So it's a huge help, right? So if you're not really into the STEM part, when yeah, when I was in high school, I was studying four years accounting. Then I transitioned to college because I um I I really like I love going to space. There was a career talk back then, and of course all of us wants to be all of them wants to be a businessman accountant. And the, the, the guidance counselor asked each one of us, like, there's a circle. And everyone is like, oh, I want to be a counter. Then when it's my turn, I said, I'm going to be an astronaut. Everyone laughed at me. Oh, no. Yeah, they laugh at me. But it's fine because I, I think that was a joke back then. So, but now I'm making it into reality and it's really nice. But you are now. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so. I, I know you said that you want to be an astronaut as a joke, but what really like kind of like since we're already on that topic, what motivate you to go from accounting to space? Uh, since I was a kid, I really love space. It's just uh especially here in the Philippines, no space agency before, and it's like, can you wake up from reality more? And <laughs> this is not gonna happen. And then when I uh, and then when you when you start growing, it's like you want you you want to feel that. Uh, when I grow up, I just don't want to go to work every day, get paid. I want to do something that even I'm not being paid enough, I still do it for humanity or for someone else. Yeah, that's and that's when I went to college. I really jumped off the cliff. I don't know what's going to happen to me after which, but yeah, here I am. I, I fully relate with that because I am a <laughs> humanities student as my background as well. So I zero STEM engineering, like zero, zero STEM background. I didn't even go to college for like like space tech or anything, and I'm just here. <laughs> so already you are like one step ahead of me, which is great. Like I I realized it like only when I graduated, and then oh I only had the opportunity presented to me when I was when I graduated from college. So yeah, I think I fully understand with that. Like, do you really? Do you, I think a lot of people do, don't think about it like STEM or like space as a feasible career at least in this this part of the world, um because yeah the industry is definitely growing it's it's still growing and because of that I think that people are still learning about the opportunities that are present in it but like you guys said there's a lot of different careers now like every business whether you are in stem or arts or whatever you need people that can do business that can do finances that can do hr that can do um well project planning i don't know yeah there are these backbones of the company that go across businesses and i mean space is a place for all these dreamers these people who take the leaps of faith very driven individuals like I come myself from a family full of finance buffs and I had to break the meta somehow. I couldn't be just another one in the line. And uh, that's how I got here. <laughs> we have a lot of finance people in this conversation suddenly. Yeah. 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 You were the carry the engineering. Like at, uh, at university <laughs> about, so I did an undergrad in mechanical engineering 
And about 80, 70 to 80 percent of the students graduates actually moved on to take a job in finance, in corporate finance. And very few of them actually move into actual STEM careers or into engineering, much less space. <laughs> so it really is. Yeah, it's, it, you don't need to be the most brilliant, the most amazing person out there. You just need to dream big and not be afraid to chase these dreams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe on that point, that on that point is like you guys were first time participants of the Space Challenge, um, the most recent. Yes. How yes, did yes. you come across the Space Challenge, and maybe what was your experience as a first time participant? <laughs> it was funny because we registered like three hours before the deadline. <laughs> How did you put together a team that quickly? <laughs> Someone sent me the the link about this. It's like 9 p.m. and it's until 11.59. And then I messaged them one by one, the uh, my three other group mates. And then they want to join. They don't know what's happening. I was just like, can you just join? Just, just say yes. <laughs> At first I was like... What? Oh, yeah, continue, continue. Yeah, then they said yes, but they we don't have we don't know any idea, and that and then they asked what's the topic all about. I said Van Allen radiation belt, like space weather. We're like, huh? <laughs> so, so, so you guys yeah. just put all your faith into Marianne, and then like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, when when she messaged me, I was like, I don't even think I responded immediately. I think I was like, uh, uh, I was gonna leave it off for a bit, but then I'm like, okay, uh, space challenge. Um, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm in. I mean, I, there's space and there's challenge. We're gonna compete. <laughs> I have no idea what we're gonna do. I have no idea how we're gonna do it, but okay, let's do this. So yeah, we really just jumped in head first. Like say no more. <laughs> I'm in. You gotta trust in your mission planner. And it does. Yeah. And that's unique. <laughs> I think we need in the space industry. And to be fair, I think there's a lot of people in the space industry. Yeah. <laughs> I think the space industry is a lot of like very impulse driven people. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to report that you're still really selling yourself short. You've done incredible. <laughs> and you've organized well. Just the question that popped to my head as, as I was reading it. You have your mission planner. You have someone in charge of simulations. You have someone doing your 3D modeling for you. You have skill yeah. selection everything. Did you decide all that from the beginning or did it all just sort of fall into place? Were you, were you structured in how you approached your report or did you just shotgun everything and everything ever? <laughs> no, uh, that was planned. <laughs> that was planned. We can just go impulsive <laughs> with that. Uh, as their mission leader, um, I have to manage their skills and um, I'm their classmates as well. So I, I know them. I know their skills, especially like uh, Ivan. I know that he's a good in CAD, in designing. So I put him there. Another Ivan, because they have the same name. Another Ivan, I put him in research because when he does his research, research he uh, makes sure it's really comprised, everything is there. And then Gab for the simulation, for the instruments as well. So, and we also did a mission phase or timetable that by this date or by this week, we have to finish this. Okay. So we have a timetable for four months, September to no December. And by this time, before the deadline, everything is done by this. So, yeah. Was it hard? Was it hard being like taking part in the challenge for the first time? 
maybe this is a question for Gabriel because he was the one that got pulled in last yeah. time. <laughs> um, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. Um, the truth is, it's not, it's not easy. Okay, it's not easy. As the name suggests, it really is challenging. But I feel like, I feel like the uh, space faculty were able to uh, SSTL was able to uh, equip us with enough uh, with all the webinars. The webinars were it was so much help. Uh, it, I think it equipped us with all the skills that we needed. We learned a bunch of things that we didn't even know we had to incorporate in the research and the report. We didn't know that uh, we had to. We had to be this detailed about the instruments. We didn't know that the simulation has to be like this. We we learned how to use the simulation software GMAT through the webinars, through the different meetings. So while it definitely is challenging, um, it's it, I I can I have to say that it is pretty beginner friendly because because of all the things that were provided to us. Honestly, that's like one of my biggest stresses. Like, oh no, am I doing this? And it's like, is this actually helpful to the law students? I was yeah. like, okay, I'll just try. Yeah. You're always trying so hard. It's like, it's like, oh no. But yeah, that makes me very happy to hear that, that you guys actually benefited from the the all the webinars and the workshops. I think, yeah, that that is one of like our yeah. what we feel is like very important for our participants is I. Yeah, because as someone who also, I think, doesn't come from a STEM background, like this kind of competition can seem very intimidating for a lot of people, I think. Um, when you see, when you hear space challenge, because I think when people think space challenge, they think like NASA space apps challenge, NASA space challenge, and then those are like super high level and like, it's like the best of the best. And then, yeah, I think what, yeah, and then that, that doesn't really help us to, to kind of get a lot of our younger, like our younger students, or people who don't, not even necessarily younger, but just are interested in space to give it a shot. Like I would have taken part in the challenge. Honestly, I, I should say that like a space challenge is like a love letter to my younger self, where it's like, here's everything that you wish you had when you were their age and you could participate, right? It's like everything, I would, I would have taken part in this challenge when I was younger, if, I, if there was, uh, well, yeah, if it was open to me at that point of time. But yeah, but it's glad to hear that you guys like still found it feasible, but to work yeah, on. And it goes to show as well with recent edition of the SADA category to make uh, the International Space Challenge more accessible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we do. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but yeah, and then so what are some of the things that maybe you guys like through your experience with ISC kind of picked up, learned along the way? I, mean, I know you said you learned a lot of stuff about how to, to structure your report. Uh, what are some of the skills that you picked up? What are some of the soft skills you picked up? Whether it's technical, is it all technical skills that you need? Or, <laughs> you know? Uh, not just technical skills. What I gathered most is problem solving skills. And that you have to, not just in, you have to incorporate it with like real life. If you've given such problem, what are the givens and you make hypothesis, you weigh in the risk, you calculate the risk and you compare the expected loss and gains and everything that you do in the challenge itself. Another one is very important is decision making. You just don't, <laughs> yeah, you just don't decide and ma yeah, make sure that when you dis uh, do this, what is the consequence behind it? 
And for me, lastly, is communication. This is very important skill in in engaging in ISU or in any space challenge. Communication with your teammate. Make sure everything everyone is updated in what you do, and as you plan, you update everyone in your team as well. I agree with all of that. Communication, uh, problem solving, those are super important. But I think for for me specifically, and like more uh, applicable in these times for me is um, I think integrity is one of the things because we are working on this thing not where we're not together every single day we do not write everything together we do not research about everything while we're we're micromanaging each other so we have to rely on each other to uh, and the, our mission leader Ms. Marian has to rely on us that guys this is the timeline so she has to rely on us that we are able to complete this part before this day comes so of course us as uh, us as the teammates we have to make sure that yeah um, i need to have a i need to have that integrity that i will actually do my part because if one lags behind it, it can really alter the whole dynamic of the team right so that's one thing integrity and communication especially i think with us because it's pandemic plus I was actually uh, out of the country at that time. So I was not in the same time zone as them. So I had to adapt my, my schedules to their time. And I, of course I had to attend their meetings. I had, to, I had to inform them of what I'm doing. And I also have to know what's going on with everyone else. So, yeah. We definitely got motivated by the pandemic to really open up the way we used to run the challenge. Um, and then that also in turn allowed us to get a lot of access to experts from all over the world, which is one of the things that I think I was very amazed about that so many people around the world wanted to come on and help us with the project. And I know you guys also met with a couple of the experts. Yeah, for me, that's the best part <laughs> of the Space Challenge meeting, Engineer Gantin. How, and how was that? How was that? What did you learn? <laughs> A lot. He read our report and saw everything, and he guided us about the paper and about the power system of the satellite, like that. Yeah. It's, it was oh. 1 a.m. Oh, was it 1 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was 1 a.m., and I think most of us were, like, really sleepy, but when, when Sir Canton came, we were like, oh, okay, let's oh, just yeah, do this. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like and he said, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. He said to us, enjoy enjoy the rest of the afternoon. And we were like, no, it's midnight here. <laughs> and he was so shocked. <laughs> but yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, college students, we, we do sleep at crazy hours these days. Uh, uh, yeah. I think the pandemic definitely did not help anybody's sleep schedule. <laughs> but yeah, I think, yeah, so we managed to get access from like, I think Kuzin was in. Germany was he when he was based in Germany or something like that I think oh, Luxembourg yeah. oh Luxembourg yes yeah and then so yeah the time difference was made sense I'm so sorry for your money <laughs> no it was totally fine <laughs> <laughs> did he uh, is there a piece of advice that he perhaps left with you that really stuck or maybe an advice yeah. from any of the seminars or like any of the experts that you managed to hear from uh yeah we all attended the webinars <laughs> and I think the best advice was um always ask for a mentor criticism like 
uh, let them criticize your paper instead of compl just complimenting it. Because when they criticize it, they know what part of it was wrong, what you have to change, and you have to accept it. <laughs> Not just uh, some mentors only compliment oh it's it was good it was all nice but then there are mistakes that they will not tell you so for me it's really nice to have those mentors who will criticize the works that you did that's true i think i think a lot of people are afraid of failure or afraid, yeah um of being criticized yeah. for what they've done but the space industry is it's just a series of failures that eventually led to success, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's all unknown territory. It's all yeah, like like Gabriel said, it's all about exploration and experimentation. And then you are learning through the process of it um, and trying to figure out how to solve all these problems. And it's only through failure that you actually fully understand um, how to succeed, sort of thing. Um, it's built on a mount of failures that I think I can yeah, I've learned a lot more from failing than I have from succeeding. Yeah, I think failure, failure. Yeah. People, people think failure with a, yeah. like a very bad reputation. Yeah, it's got a stigma to it. So the word failure yeah. is like a very bad connotation and like stigma attached to it. But I think people are flawed. Everything yeah. is flawed, and then part of it is recognizing the flaws and figuring out, oh, what can we do better. Um, you know, I, I mean, this is for me. <laughs> I, mean, like, no, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, and we're still young. If we stop improving and taking feedback at this age, then I mean, down the line, it's really going to hurt us because we have our whole lives ahead of us still. So we, we have just launched our International Space Challenge registration. So do you guys have any advice for people who are taking part this year? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, I think for me, uh, during for the challenge, first of all, I think the the most important thing is staying organized and constantly updated, because like I said, um, I doubt most of you will be able to be together twenty four twenty four seven. So you have to make sure that you do your part. First of all, you have to make sure that everything you produce is up to the standards and that you're producing on time because it's 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 not a super long time to. To prepare a mission report so you really have to juice every minute that you got so try to have a schedule and uh, keep track of it and also keep track of everyone because i feel like um one of the uh, i feel like when one of your members struggle that could that could slow everyone down so instead of letting that person instead of letting uh the person who is down affect everyone else everyone else should instead push that person up so, so that you keep on working hard and do better, right? So, so that's it. Um, rely on your team and make sure that you're also reliable. Wow. <laughs> Climate change is a theme, right? For ISC 2020. And on point for this time. Really on point. I really love the, I really love the topic and theme because uh, it's like we are the last generation that we can that can make a change, and we are the first generation who will experience the irreversible effect of climate change if we didn't do anything about it. And as per as per in line with our course aerospace, we also study aviation, so we know how bad aviation affects how polluted um, 
uh, it can get from doing uh, such stuff in airplanes and all. It's, it's really sad. <laughs> so for me, great thing or advice that I could give to other participants who want to join is uh, look at the big, bigger picture of what's happening to the world. Not just, not, don't just think that, okay, I'm doing this so that I will win or so that I can just uh, the fact that I compete with other people. No, use this as a time to uh, voice out on what you want to or save humanity from all the risks that's happening. This is a great platform to, to do those stuff. It's for me. Advice from it's probably better than any advice that I could give them. <laughs> hey, that's why, they, that's why we call them on. Yes. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Uh, thank you. A great conversation. Yes. And it's great to see, catch up with you guys again. I think it's, it's been a while. It's, it's been a couple of months since I've seen you guys uh, at the end of ISC. Um, but yeah, it's been so nice to hear from you guys and to know what you guys have been up to. Um, I think we're very keen to, to keep to stay in touch with you guys. So, if, And if there's anything that you guys ever feel like you want help with or you want to reach out to, just feel free to let us know. We'll see what we can. We're always we're there to be a resource for you to kind of get more experience in the industry, get access to the industry. So yeah, if there's anything you need help with, if you think we can help you in any way, just feel free to reach out. Like my, my email is always open. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to say. I mean, do keep us up to date with your current and future endeavors because yeah. we will be cheering you guys on all the way. And if we see you on the news or if we see a success that we didn't hear of the <laughs> review, we will be a bit offended. 